What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Marketing for the Uninhibited podcast. I am so excited to share today's episode with you. So we have our first guest interview of this season of the podcast. Yes, I'm calling them seasons now because I am not being consistent year-round at this point. Um, But this guest, if you are a product-based business owner or you're curious about it or getting into wholesale or growing your wholesale or product-based business, then you definitely want to tune in to this episode. So on today's podcast, I have the local to Aurora, Illinois, Catherine Hildner of Kitty Meow Boutique on. And Kat, Kat is a designer, educator, and speaker with a stationary line called Kitty Meow that is sold in over 1,300 stores in 13 countries worldwide. I mean, can you imagine? How awesome! In addition to creating and selling her own products, Kat also teaches other brands how to get their products sold in stores too with her KMB Wholesale Intensive, which my podcast listeners, that is you, get $50 off with the coupon code UNINHIBIT. So I'll put all of the details in the show notes, but if you're interested, I put the link to the wholesale intensive as well as the coupon code uninhibited for $50 off in the show notes. Um, So in addition to creating and selling her own products, Kat also teaches other brands how to get their products sold in stores with her KMB wholesale intensive, not to mention her in-person event for product-based business owners, the ultimate product party. So I don't know if any of you followed along with the ultimate product party on social media, but it looked like a party I wanted to be a part of. So next year I have it airmarked. I believe they're going to be in LA in 2024. Um, So keep your eyes out for those tickets. It's a great way to learn and to network with other industry professionals. So on today's episode of the podcast, Kat and I just have a really genuine open conversation about running and growing a small business, specifically a product-based business, we get into all of the, she's been in business, uh, I think 12 years is what she said. So she's been in business for a long time. And we talk through the different iterations of her business, how and why she chose to move her business out of her house and what that risk look like and felt like. And so these are things that all small business owners go through, product-based or not, learning to navigate the risk-taking and evaluating the risk-reward. Is it worth it? Is now the time? Am I ready enough, right? You'll never fully be ready for a lot of the big decisions you have to make in business, but you do have to be ready enough to go ahead and go after that opportunity. And what I want you to pay close attention to during this episode is just how open Kat is to opportunity anywhere, to trying new things, to putting herself out there, to saying yes before she's ready. She tells a story about giving the keynote at her ultimate product party this past um, spring, well, just I think just a couple months ago, and and how if you would have told her back then that she'd be doing this now, she never would have believed you. And how many of us have those moments in life, right? And so it's just, I find this episode just to be so inspiring. And we talk through some practical, tangible takeaways, ways you can implement what Kat is talking about right now in your day-to-day life to change your business for the better. And I hope you find it as inspiring as I do. So thank you so much for being here. Again, don't forget you get that discount code if you want the 
access to the wholesale intensive. And I will put, um, she also has a freebie, freebie 20 ways to grow your product-based business. I will link to that in the show notes as well. And you can follow along with Kat at kittymeowboutique.com or kittymeow on Instagram. So let us know what you think. Be sure to tag us on Instagram if you're listening and let us know what your favorite takeaway was. Okay. Hi, Kat. Thank you so much for being on the Marketing for the Uninhibited podcast. How are you doing today? I'm doing great, Miranda. Thank you so much for having me. This is going to be tons of fun. Yes, I can't wait. So I invited Kat on the podcast because she is a wholesale expert. So how many stores are your products in now at this point? Um, Over 1,300 stores in like 13 countries all over the world. Oh my gosh. Okay. So to start, will you just introduce yourself and tell us a little bit more about how you got uh, Kitty Meow Boutique started? Also, I was reading that you're an NIU graduate. I am. Are so, you? No, I'm not. I went to U of I, but um, I, oh, spent a, yeah, <laughs> I spent a lot of time in DeKalb because my spouse went to NIU and then um, his daughter was born there. So we, we spent a lot of time in DeKalb. Very cool. So Okay, um, I went to NIU, Northern Illinois University, and graduated with a BA in graphic design, mm -hmm. and it just felt like I had to get out of Illinois, so mm -hmm. I packed up my Honda Accord, and I moved to Las Vegas, where I stayed with my cousin for a little bit, and I got a job doing design in nightlife marketing, so advertising for a bunch of the hotels and nightclubs, and it was like the perfect place to be in my early 20s, and I just got really burnt out from the nightlife scene, and I don't know, I started doing some invitations for friends who were celebrating big moments, and then I started doing more and more, and I opened up an Etsy shop, and then I finally got to the point where I um, felt confident leaving my full-time job, and that is totally the Cliff Notes version, but met my husband on Match.com when we were living in Vegas, and then his job moved us all over the West Coast, and I was able to bring my business, Kitty Meow, which is not a cat company. It's just <laughs> my alter ego nickname, and so starting off doing invitations, and now I'm have a product line that I actually feel confident about the designs and I sell them in stores and I teach other people how to sell their products in stores and I have an in-person event for product-based businesses. So it's been such a wild ride, but it didn't happen overnight. It's been like 14 plus years in the making. Oh my gosh. I didn't realize it had been that long. Oh yeah. Yeah. So right before we press record, we were talking about kind of like the misconceptions of starting a, a small business. And I think that's one of them. People don't realize like when they see these success stories, like obviously your story is incredible. And, and then to say like, well, this has been 14 years in the making, you know? So I work with a lot of business owners that are in the first few years of business, like three to five, sometimes one to three. Um, and I think we we all get sucked into like the Instagram highlight reel trap of like all of these business owners who are successful and maybe have a little more flexibility that comes with and freedom that comes with um, the growth and maturity of a, a successful business. But how did you, I mean, what have been some of the ups and downs that you've navigated throughout those 14 years? I'm sure you've had so many. So many. And <laughs> people don't always talk about them or mm -hmm. maybe people are listening to me now so more than one person maybe yeah but when no one knew who kitty meow was 
circa 2010, right? I mean, yeah. no one, we talk about building an audience and like, oh, no one's listening. Believe me, I felt like I was talking into a big old void 99% of the time. But it's just like, these are all the growing pains and it's not an overnight success. And you really need to build the foundation and experiment with, okay, I tried this, that didn't really work. Let's pivot and try something else. Or, oh, that didn't really feel good. Or that did work. Or these aren't my people. Let's find new people. Mm -hmm. And constantly being this scientist in your business of experimenting. And I didn't do that for a long time. I stayed totally... I don't know if complacent is the right word, but it was just me in my home office. I didn't have any friends because we were moving all the time. <laughs> and I was just plugging away on my little computer and getting nowhere fast until I finally got to the point. I'm like, why am I working all day and all night to not enjoy this life that I chose for freedom and not being tied to a nine mm. to five job? to just be totally miserable and bored and really not make any money. And right. it was then that I'm like, okay, maybe I need to seek some business friends some <laughs> yes. who, who get it. And that's when things really started taking off when I started expanding my network and not being such an introvert and a hermit. And oh, it's like, I always say, if you're not making mistakes in your business, if you're not failing like really badly in some way or another, then you are not trying hard enough. And not yes. putting yourself out there hard enough. Something I notice in in business owners is like after that failure or when things are slow, like it's June. So for a lot of business owners, I'm hearing like, you know, it's so slow. Things are so slow. The summer slowdown. They tend to retreat. And I don't know if it's out of embarrassment or shame or like what that feeling is that comes up for people. Because if something fails, right, that it is so hard then the next day to kind of pick yourself up and like go back out there and try something new. But that's what you have to do. You have to iterate faster and you have to try faster and you have to experiment. And I love how you said um, to be a scientist in your business, because I think that's exactly what it is. And if you can like position it that way, I think it takes the pressure off of having to be perfect in everything you do, because it's just, you're just figuring it out and you're experimenting. Um, so do you notice, or do you have any guidance for anyone who's feeling the summer slowdown and is like maybe retreating a little bit when what they should be doing is maybe trying something new or experimenting with um, a new offer or any, anything fun? Just it's the summertime. Like we could be having fun right now. Well, I think in general, people have this idea in their minds that everyone's paying attention to them. Yeah. <laughs> and like, we're not, we're too busy, worried about our own stuff. Yeah. We feel like we're lacking or failing to be worried about uh, Miranda. She didn't show up on <laughs> yeah. Tuesday like she normally does. What, what is she doing over there? She must be a big lazy loser. No. Right. It's so ridiculous. So people are busy and nowadays we're so like, hit hard with all of this mm -hmm. marketing and noise that like no one really cares. So if you say you're going to do something and then you change your mind, like no one's going to hold you to it because they probably don't even remember. Um, just the other day, I put out to some people in my circle, I'm like, I'm going to do a mastermind. Anyone who's interested, like, let me know. And it was a little bit more official than that. And I didn't really get as many bites as I would have anticipated. So I'm like, you know what? Forget that. I'm going to take my wholesale intensive that used to be a program that I did with you and turn it into a self-study, which is more of a passive income. And I made a lot of money in one week just by 
just doing that like one thing, experimenting with it. Yes. Not thinking that it was going to be perfect and learning as I go, but I don't know, like you need to have multiple revenue streams when you have a business, especially a product-based business. Because product-based businesses are expensive. There's a lot of overhead. And if you're not like on all the different platforms and selling in all the different ways that you can, and even in Mm -hmm. incorporating other revenue streams that aren't necessarily products, like I I think you're just not going to do very well. Yeah. And that's, um, there's like a little bit, I mean, so tell me more about how you stepped into this role of educator, because I know you've been doing this now for 14 years and you just, I saw, I watched your, your launch for your, um, your wholesale intensive. And so now it's self-guided. Yeah. And it was great. And what I think people could really learn from that was like, you really committed to the launch. Like you saw it all the way through. Obviously it was successful too. It was so exciting to see the people like you sharing the people saying like, Oh, I bought it. I bought it, you know? And, um, so how did you, what did that pivot look like in your business? So you've been making these products and that was going well. When did you decide to add that? And then I want to get into the ultimate product party as well to the event side of things, but. Oh my gosh. So yeah, going back to like your initial question from a couple questions ago, like, when did you fail? I always really struggled with not showing up because I was too afraid of what other people were thinking about me. And again, now I tell myself, like, no one's really thinking about you. No one cares, Catherine. Like, <laughs> yeah, but you see you now and people would think she does. She's so confident. How is she so oh my confident? God. You know, well, I was like, do I want to be scared or do I want to make money? Mm-hmm. So I'm like, amazing. Well, shit, I've been doing this for a while now and I'm really not getting to where I want to be. So it's time to make some changes. And if those changes mean really truly stepping outside of your comfort zone and doing something different to challenge yourself then like you gotta do it because what got you Mm -hmm. here is only going to get you like there Mm -hmm. or what got you you know what i mean (laughs) yes want to go there then you need to do more than what you've done to get here and okay so it was covid that happened Mm -hmm. And I was just starting to get really successful with wholesale. People started ordering and I was like, oh my gosh, I am doing this because my goal was just to get to hundred stores by the end of wow. the year. And um, then like stores stopped buying because stores were closed down because mm-hmm. no one knew what was going on with the economy. And I had always thought about being an educator. But in my mind, I was like, who are you? Like, what do you have to share? You don't have anything worth talking about. Like, why would anybody listen to you? And so much imposter syndrome of I am nobody. No one has any reason to listen to what I have to say. But I just I'm like, I'm just going to experiment. I'm just going to try it. I'm going to show up every day on Instagram for a live. I'm just going to I called it 10 at 10 just going to quickly share what's going on in my business, tell stories. Maybe my kids pop in. I was still working from home at this point and letting people get to know me in turn made them want to buy my products. Mm -hmm. And I don't know, like from then I like started a podcast with a friend and then I started like like officially coaching and opened my first mastermind. I'm like, holy crap, people are going to pay me thousands of dollars yeah. <laughs> to teach them something. And I'm like a type A, like mm-hmm. I come prepared. So I don't just do anything willy nilly. I'm like, okay, we need to have the spreadsheets and the this and the that. And the so then the more I did that, I was like, 
we don't really need that. I mean, we need that, but we don't really like need everything so rehearsed. And I would do my podcast and I would come with like, like reading stuff off the screen because I was Mm. so not confident in my ability to speak or talk. And even though it always weighed heavy on my heart, I'm like, one day I'll be a public speaker. And I'm like, oh, no, you're too chicken shit for that. No, (laughs) self-doubt. But it's just like layering on these Mm -hmm. different experiences that made me more brave to continue to try new experiences. And then I had another friend who was like, hey, let's start an event together. I'm like, meh, I don't know. That sounds like a lot of work. But we did it anyway and pulled it off in less than a year. It's like planning a wedding, a shotgun wedding in less than a year. And I don't know. I'm doing so many more things that I ever dreamed were possible. Yeah. Like this is just the beginning. It's really cool. Yeah. Where do you get the courage to put yourself out there like that? I think that's what, um, because it is so courageous, like what you're doing. The ultimate product party was huge and you gave a keynote speech, correct? Was that your first one? It was my first one. I you did it, like dream coach. fulfilled. It was magic. I wish you were in the room. Oh I- my gosh, me too. I know. We'll share it on the the podcast, on our ultimate product party podcast, I'm sure. But um, I don't know. Like when I moved to Las Vegas from Illinois with not a lot of money and not a plan, I'm like, what's the worst that can happen? Mm-hmm. I move back home, move in with my parents. Okay. If that's mm-hmm. the worst, that's not that bad. And then every time I do something, I'm like, what's the worst that can happen if this doesn't work? Yeah. And realizing that the worst really isn't that bad. I'm like, okay, it's more of a worse situation Mm -hmm. to me if I, if I don't do it, if I live my life being like, what if, what if I could have been a public speaker? What if I could have sold my products in stores? What if this, what if that, what if I moved my business out of my home? What if like my kids actually saw from example that they had a mom that like went for it. So then they felt like they could go for it in their own lives. And like, I'm not maybe I'm stupid and not brave. <laughs> so I don't, I don't know if it's like bravery or just kind of just being like, eh, the worst that could happen is not that bad. Doing UPP was so scary. What's the worst that can happen? No one's in the room and we mm-hmm. lose this money. I'm like, we've already spent the money. Maybe it hurts our ego, but like, if that's the worst, that is okay. Yeah. But the, um, the way you all, I mean, it seems like when you decide to show up, like you really show up because even watching the UPP launch and like all of the promotion around that, it was so fun and so exciting. I'm like, oh my God, I wish I could go. You know, like I think as a a consumer, like looking in, you, you do such a good job of connecting with people and, and making like bringing the fun and like showing them how fun business can be, right? Like your your whole business line, like we haven't even talked about your products themselves, but like your products, your um, your greeting cards and the other paper products that you have, they're all so funny. Like that is your whole, like, can you tell us, has that always been part of your personality and like the way the, the products were designed or, you know, cause I feel like the, the cards that you have for the occasions that you have set you apart. Like they're not your average, greeting card or celebration card. And so I'm just curious about all of that too. Well, thank you. Um, That took a really long time to hone in on it too. Like I was afraid of showing up as who I really was. I'm Mm -hmm. like, am I going to offend people? Are they not going to like that? Is that (laughs) not going to be their style? What if I repel people? Um, So getting out of my own head and just being like, 
you are who you are and there are no bad parts isn't that a book it's a book someone recommended yeah (laughs) parts um but like I've seen the reverse side of Mm -hmm. what my outcome is in my business when I don't show up Mm -hmm. When when I'm too afraid of what I think other people are thinking of me and I know that like that that is not good that's like I know that that results in zero sales so Mm -hmm. if I'm if I'm like if I'm gonna really do this especially when the event when I have a partner a business partner to you know hold myself accountable to and we have a lot of money on the line Mm -hmm. it is like sink or swim there is no oh I don't want to do this anymore your nose is to the fire to make it happen and um even on the product side, like I know that when I'm too lazy to talk about a launch or any of the mm-hmm. things, like you don't get that much traction and you don't get that much sales. So I have found that I used to spend too much time in the creative process. Mm-hmm. I'm not a salesperson. I'm a creative. Well, that's great and everything, but you can create all the best things in the world. If no one knows they exist, like what are we here for? If you're not mm-hmm. doing the marketing, like creatives always fall flat on the marketing. Mm-hmm. Like, no, enough of that. We need to put yes. big girl pants on and do the marketing. Cause you know, like, come on, Miranda, you see, I'm sure you've seen products that are just like, meh, they're like nothing oh. to write home about, but they have awesome marketing and they yes. sell like it's going out of style. That's right. And it's the energy these people bring. And I think sometimes people underestimate because we're all so inundated with information and ads and selling and marketing. I think people underestimate the amount of energy or time people have to see things before they're actually converting to click. So when you go to launch like something like your intensive, um, do you map it out? Like how, how specific and strategic do you get with the actual like content mapping and planning? Or are you on the fly? I'm an on the fly kind of girl. I mean, I have like a notes app with ideas yeah. <laughs> that I reference. I'm like, oh, I wrote that in like 2 a.m. one morning. Like, okay, let's give <laughs> give that a try. Um, when it comes to that type of stuff, I'm just like, I'm in the moment. I'm speaking mm-hmm. from my heart. Every time I'm writing an email, I'm that's literally me behind the computer just writing from what's on my mind. Um so I'm very much an in-the-moment marketing type person, but I do have flow set up and sequences. Mm-hmm. So it's like kind of strategic, but still very on the fly. And that's kind of like how I do my designs too. A lot of this stuff comes, the sentiments on my products, my greeting cards, they come from the way that I talk. Mm-hmm. And I'll be like writing a note to a friend. I'm like, oh, that one liner would make a really good card. Like, okay, put it in my notes app. So yeah. I don't have this lengthy process. It just kind of comes naturally and I think people don't realize like how much secret sauce they have within themselves because they're not paying attention I'm like how do you talk to a friend how do you Mm -hmm. just like when you're your natural self when you don't feel like you need to Mm -hmm. be on or people are judging you like talk like that when you do your marketing Mm -hmm. those connection points I know um especially during the pandemic when everyone was home and I feel like marketing got a lot more casual, like everyone was just having conversations and that's what sells because they trust you then and they're building that relationship with you. And then they keep you top of mind if they need a greeting card or if they're opening their own boutique, what vendors am I going to have in here? You know, and, and I think people, um, there's this, there's this initial inclination to show up professionally, you know, whatever that means. And then 
and people don't want to come off as unprofessional or, you know, and let the F-bomb fly or, you know, whatever there is like natural to them in their conversation. And I know so many, the most successful entrepreneurs are the ones that are their whole selves and allow themselves to be. And then the other thing that I was talking to a friend about yesterday is that they're also inserting themselves into rooms that they don't think they belong in yet. So like you signing on for the ultimate product party, even though like you hadn't done an event to that degree, probably, I mean, you were in events like in your in your former career um in las vegas but to put it uh your own event on to that degree that's you just like stepping up to the plate and putting yourself somewhere that didn't feel comfortable at all and i think especially as women i know i'm guilty of this too we shy away from some of those things we don't think we're qualified we don't think we're experienced enough yet and i think the fact that you are just putting yourself out there um it's just it's so encouraging and inspiring for people to hear because it does it takes work but it also takes like i was gonna say balls balls <laughs> vaginas can we say that no <laughs> oh. oh yeah that's like on brand here but anyway <laughs> takes courage you know to put yourself out there and to really go for it and i think this is what i see people all the time um who they want they want to grow so let's talk about wholesale specifically when it comes to growing your wholesale business um, because i do work with product-based business owners who are growing their wholesale too and so one thing i see them start locally which is great you start with your your local boutiques but how have you expanded your wholesale to the degree that you have over the past few years i mean just by experimenting with a bunch of things and a lot of it is networking and relationship building and people when they're pitching their products wholesale and they're sending like little pitch emails to their dream stores mm -hmm. or local stores it's like they get discouraged because this was me mm -hmm. i don't even want to say they let's just say me yeah i got discouraged because no one answered my emails mm -hmm. and i didn't realize that i was a stranger i'm popping up in this person's inbox they don't know who the heck i am and I'm expecting them to spend their hard-earned money on me, a stranger danger. Mm -hmm. Like we, I don't buy like that. I need to see someone, I don't know, a lot of times. I need a Facebook ad telling me <laughs> I need those pants at least 50 times before I'm going in and buying whatever that is. And it goes the same when you're pitching your products to a store. So instead of just assuming like, oh, they don't want what I'm offering, I'm just, okay, stop counting that stop contacting that person like mm -hmm. continue to contact them i put them on my email list yeah. i my my leads list rather and there were stores that were on my leads list for two three years before mm -hmm. one day they decided to order but if i yeah. stopped showing up and being conversational in my approach or serving or sharing tips or just sharing about my life so they got to know me then they never would have bought bought my stuff and yeah. it's like okay so now i'm trying that i'm layering the email marketing game on mm -hmm. what's next maybe i experimented with sales reps then i like experimented with trade shows and mm -hmm. all of that is relationship mm -hmm. building and then the more you do that the more of it all works together like a well-oiled machine and people sometimes they just want to do like one thing They're like well i'm sending yeah. it's not working i'm like well what about this 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 and this like you need to get them in all the yes. different areas otherwise you're just doing what the person next to you is doing and nowadays that's just the bare minimum that's not enough totally i think you have to cast a wide net and i think yes. um so i had a client who 
So I was showing up on Instagram and I think we had started following each other. She was local. We had some local connections. And then, you know, I show up on Instagram and I talk about my pets a lot. So I have a, we have a Doberman Odin and he's kind of like the star of Instagram. And so then we went to the farmer's market one day, you know, and I had not interacted with this person at all online. We just were, had followed each other. So we're at the farmer's market and I walk by the farmer's market and she recognized my dog. And so then that was a conversation starter. And then I recognized her stuff. So I went over and we were chatting and her mom was there and introduced each other. And then she met my stepdaughter, you know, so it was like a real family moment and it had nothing to do with sales. That was just uh, like, oh, so cool. Like we met each other in person. I recognized your, your dog. And then that was that. And then a couple weeks later, you know, she reached out to me in response to something I had shared on Instagram, you know, and it just started the the whole conversation. But if I, I had just left it at Instagram or just, you know, you just never know like what connection is going to move the needle forward for someone, like what, what that thing is going to be. And it was just so weird. She also has a, uh, not a high maintenance dog, a little bit high maintenance dog, you know? And so we were able to connect over the dogs, like not over selling, not me talking about what I offer or how I help people, but about like my family life and, you know, what it's like to be this dog mom and that builds trust. And so then she felt like she knew me and it was like, oh, cool, this would be nice. Like, I, I trust her. I think I could enjoy working with her for a few weeks or a few months, you know, and then the rest was history. We worked together. We're now in a, like a 10 month contract after our initial three month contract. Yeah. And that's a lot of the times where makers fall short even for myself. I'm like, I am launching with wholesale. I got these fancy product photos from this wedding photographer. Like <laughs> everyone's just going to eat this stuff up. It's going to be so amazing. Not amazing. Yeah. Like no one connects with my fancy product photo, but they connect with like a picture of me. Um, I don't know, doing something random. Mm -hmm. Like you said, that random stuff, while it's not corporate professional, like we're not competing with the corporate professionals mm -hmm. of the world. We're like, right. we are the brand and mm -hmm. that's our magic power. But a lot of people don't like, they're too afraid to show up like that. And I would just encourage them to just try it because it does build trust and trust builds sales. Yeah. Do you have any, um, I'm trying to think of something like a tangible way we can help people if they're afraid of stepping outside of their comfort zone. Something I've told them um, or I've referred to clients is to find a few connection points like outside of your business that you can talk about. So whether it's pets, whether it's like working out, whatever your hobbies are, baking, you're so funny with your morning mugs and you're right. okay. Perfect example. Yes. I just started doing that. And it's like a consistent, simple thing that I don't mm -hmm. need to think about too much that now I'm sure, and it's only been a couple of weeks, so I'm sure mm -hmm. no one's thinking anything, but I'm hoping that people will see random funny mugs and be like, ah, oh, Kat would love that mug. Yes. yes. And it has nothing to do with me selling cards. No, no, but it demonstrates your sense of humor and like a little, we get to know a little bit more about you personally and then sometimes about your morning routine. And I think this is what, um, people, we underestimate the power of those things. This is those little mundane life moments. Like we rescued a cat. Well, we found a cat in the woods. My dog found a cat in the woods, a whole litter of kittens. It's the whole thing. Um, ultimately, we ended up with one of them named Baby Hank. 
and baby Hank is a domestic therapist in my home. And he, um, people have loved following this journey of like finding the kittens in the woods and then finding one that, you know, one was in the box and we took him home and, and now he just wreaks havoc on the whole house. And he cut a hole in our screen door and was like trying to climb out the screen door to get outside with me and the dog. And that people just like ate it up. They loved it. I got so many messages about Hank and how ridiculous he is. And it's just like these little, and then they're paying attention and that's the other thing. So then they're paying attention. They're, they're staying, they're going through your whole story. So if you are interjecting sales stuff, or you're talking about something, an upcoming workshop, like now you've got their full attention and they're not only that, but they're laughing, they're entertained, like they're feeling good with the content that you've created. And it was all just so such genuine, like that's not curated or contrived, like it's just what's going on. And so I find when people are overwhelmed with social media, especially like creating content, I, you know, just take a step back and just document what's already going on. Like totally, totally. Right? And like in stories, I mean, no mm-hmm. one's over there thinking that Instagram stories need to be this like production but I think just experimenting with some type of consistency Mm -hmm. taking the guesswork out of it like for me most of the time I wear red lipstick because it's part of my brand Mm -hmm. and I'm on this like pink couch over here when I'm doing TikTok videos or reels so you know like if you see me oh there's that crazy kid chick with the red lipstick sitting on the pink couch and before I was like I need to be here I need to be there (laughs) my friend's like no do something that you become recognizable. And that's how it used to be with my my designs. Mm. Like, they can't all look the same. They mm-hmm. all need to look very different because I used to do a lot of custom work for different families. And sometimes these mm. families were related. I'm like, I can't have this, this cousin's birthday invite look like that cousin's birthday invite. They need to be totally drastic. And my collection was reflective of that. And now I'm like, have this brand cohesion and all my designs, like they look like they belong in the same family and you would be able to spot it if you saw it on the shelves, if you were familiar with my brand and yeah. the same should go with your content that you're putting out. Like, what do you want to be known for? Are you talking about random shit all the time that people are like, ah, too much going on. I'm confused. But like you, you like you love animals. So you're mm-hmm. <laughs> that personal side of your story and me I like coffee I'm sharing weird weird mugs so but it's just like consistency it's not about just word vomiting all of these different random ideas that your viewer is going to be like I'm not really sure what I'm getting into over here right yeah I think that's so important too so I want to pivot for a minute as as you've grown your business um when did you decide to get your office space and to move the business out of your home? Oh, it was two months before I was about to deliver my third baby. Oh my God. <laughs> I'm telling you, I'm on the fly by the scene. Yeah. In person. Wow. And I had someone coming in the house to help me and she would go up the stairs past all my kids' bedrooms past my master bedroom, um, primary bedroom rather. Yeah. And um, it's not that like, I didn't trust this person, but I'm like, man, I'm going to be introducing a third baby into this family. And then like probably working from home a little bit. I don't mm-hmm. want them. I don't want someone else like in my space. And I'm like, if I don't do this now, it's never, it's never going to be a convenient time. 
-hmm. like okay if you if you put like the um the rent cost into perspective mm -hmm. what i would pay for a year of rent at this place that we're i'm filming at right now that would be the cost for about one trade show if mm. i showed mm -hmm. in atlanta or new york um i'm like okay so that's like i would easily do a trade show and spend over 12 grand like mm -hmm. why wouldn't i invest into a space that could help me grow and i mean i had so many doubts i'm like what are you getting yourself into and i only signed a one-year lease and this is my second year of being here and I, I would like to have an even bigger space to do like yeah. more grandiose things but it was a scary decision that i've had so much self-doubt about and i just pulled the band-aid off and told my husband like i need to do this and he's so supportive and we made it happen and it's constantly a work in progress mm -hmm. finding employees letting go of employees mm. learning to be the leader instead of someone who just like wants to be everybody's friend and not ruffle any feathers mm -hmm. and, but i'm learning like i don't know i'm just learning as i go yeah how did the did your business grow when you moved out of your home totally yeah and it would have stayed where it was which was mm -hmm. great for what that was two years ago but i wouldn't be doing what i am now because i wouldn't have the capacity to do it mm -hmm. and i I would still be tied down to my business, waking up in the morning, fulfilling orders, going to bed, you know, putting the kids to bed late at night, fulfilling orders. And now, like, I don't fulfill any orders, which is amazing. Wow. Go up and do fun things like recording this podcast with yeah. you or working on UPP or working on the coaching because I have more capacity because I have more help. And like, I still have part time employees. I don't mm -hmm. have like, w2 full-time mm. salaried employees i'm still on the smaller side but it like i leave at two o'clock every day to go pick up my kids from from school or wherever they are at during the summer like i have that freedom to come and go as i please and work can still be done and i'm not the mm -hmm. one who needs to be doing it yeah that's incredible i always find if you're willing to take the risk then the reward will be there like in terms of growth for your business because i think that is a really scary thing to stretch yourself like with rent for a space of that size especially for the first time or with shop owners who are opening their brick and mortar for the first time it feels so scary to do that but the reality is when you invest in your growth then it it can only go up and when you're in bed i mean obviously there's a downside to that too so, oh. <laughs> so i don't want any false false truths around here but um there's the like when you're investing in yourself like that is the best form of roi because you're learning so even if it were to fail if your shop were you were to open and it failed like you're learning so much i had a coach tell me once she was like i know this failed and you can't deposit these lessons into your bank account to pay your mortgage but you have learned so much and that's such a wealth of information that now is going to make you a better consultant you know and make the next time better and so i think keeping that perspective is in mind but if people if we all want big results then sometimes it takes big risks and big changes to get to that point you can't just keep doing what you've always done and expect different results so you do have to push yourself outside of your comfort zone in those areas totally and the bigger your business grows the more challenging navigating those risks mm -hmm. are this has probably been the most difficult year in my business and i've made some 
big mistakes. And Mm -hmm. by big mistakes, I mean like costly mistakes. Mm -hmm. And instead of really being down on myself, I'm like, okay, maybe this was a hard lesson to learn, but I'm learning this lesson now because it's it really is preparing me for something in Mm -hmm. the future. And I try to take that perspective instead of being like, you're a loser. You made such a mistake. How dare you? Who do you think you are? Which are thoughts like that definitely do run through my head, but I'm Mm -hmm. like, that's not really productive. And like everything is testing me right now. And it's just making me a better business owner. And I really Mm -hmm. am grateful for those challenges. Yeah, same here. Although they're hard to navigate sometimes, but they are they are part of the growth process. Have you invested in mentors or or help along the way? Oh my gosh, I believe in that so much. My problem is that I probably invest in too many mentors. <laughs> yeah. And I'll be honest, like back in January, I signed up for a very high ticket offer mentoring program and was paying every single month, even though it hadn't started yet. And then something just hit me like a ton of bricks. And I'm like, I cannot be in this group. I need to pull out of this group. And if I don't get my money back, like the 7,000 plus dollars I've paid without having learning not one thing, um, then that's going to be a very hard lesson that I'm going to have to live with. And going through the process of pulling out of that group and then having to argue with them and then fight some mm. credit card disputes and yeah like all of those things i'm like okay you need to be more careful next time and you mm. need to be more mindful and really think things through and not always go on this emotional like oh yes great idea which is very much my personality which can be great with some things but yeah. also gets me in trouble with other things and i'm like oh, this was so like this kept me up late at night not for so many instances. I'm like, you need to be more careful next time. Yeah. It's preparing you for another obstacle ahead. Did you end up getting your money back? So far, yes. But I'm oh. like, they threatened to send me to collections. So in the back oh of the my day, God. I'm checking the mailbox every single day. Wait Gosh. for a collections notice. No, that is wild. Wild. Okay. I don't want to end on that note. So <laughs> we need to end. Do you have any, um, anything else you want to share? I do want to get to your, I want you to tell us about your intensive as well and what else you have going on and where people can learn about you. Oh gosh. Um, anything else I want to share? Just try doing more things that make you want to vomit a little bit. <laughs> like you said, be more gutsy and Like you're not going to grow a business that you're so wildly proud of by constantly staying in your comfort zone. And I know it's easier said than done. And there's often a lot of things on the line, but I'm telling you, if you want to stay stagnant, stay in that comfort zone. But if you Mm -hmm. want to do like big, crazy things that you never even thought you were possible of accomplishing, you need to Mm -hmm. tiptoe outside that comfort zone, jump, yeah. leap, whatever. Push yourself over. <laughs> Woo-hoo! Yes, that's so great. Thank you so much for being here. Um, where can people follow along and how can they work with you? Oh gosh, so if you wanna buy some Kitty Meow um, products, paper party gift goodies, you can head on over to kittymeowboutique.com. If you want to coach with me, I have I have so many resources, but that's all over at 
thekmbcollective.com. You, if you want to get your products sold in stores, I have my wholesale intensive where it's a self-paced, self-study course. I have a coupon code. Can I give it here for your um, listeners? So it's $50 off the course and the coupon code is uninhibited, which was practicing saying that. I'm like, yeah, that's kind of Um, so that's a, like, I literally lay it all out there. Everything that I've done to get my products sold in over a thousand stores all over the world from my email templates to my nurture sequences, to my workflows, to literally all the things. And I don't even want people to do this. I want them to learn it and then hire someone else to do it on their behalf. So they can go focus on things that are in more in their zone of genius. So that's all at thecanbecollective.com. If you want to come hang out with me in May of 2024 in Southern California, come to the Ultimate Product Party, which is the event I co-host with my business partner, Allison. And it is just a creative conference on steroids. So much fun. And that's over at theultimateproductparty.com. Thank you so much for being here, Kat, and for all the the knowledge and laughs you shared with us today. Hey, friends. Thank you so much for listening to another episode. If you loved what you heard today, take a screenshot of this episode and share it with your community on Instagram. Be sure to tag me at Marketing Uninhibited so I can share you with my community. And don't forget that you can achieve your big business dreams with small marketing steps. Talk to you next week.